talk. <laughs> okay. Good morning, America. Yeah, good morning. Oh boy. We were uh, <laughs> we're discussing some some loopiness in our own minds, <laughs> and then loopiness in the mm-hmm. highest elected officials' offices. But we won't because we we we've given a lot Donald a lot of our time. We won't. We yeah, won't we're har- not we gonna won't harangue him any further. No. Not today, at least. Again, I, I, I was like, I, I feel bad. I still feel bad. Like, he must be completely stressed out. How could you not be so stressed? I know you have, like, no sympathy for the none. man, none at all. I don't have any sympathy, to be honest, for any elected official. I didn't I really know. even have sympathy for President Obama, and I respected him immensely. Yeah. Um, you, 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 when you're a career politician, you know what you're getting yourself into. I want to put them all on an island and send them away. <laughs> all the presidents? Just all, all the, the politicians, all the, uh, you know, it's almost like let them have a little playground over there and just let them do their thing. If I get my you know? precision society, that's yeah. exactly what would happen. Is if you want to play chess matches with people, mm-hmm. you should have your own part of the, yep. like, galaxy. Exactly. Like like space yeah. travel and stuff. You should mm-hmm. have your own part of the universe. Mm-hmm. That that's all you guys want. And like you, you are sanctioned. You cannot exit this part of the quadrant. All right. of this is yours. You guys right. can fight and you can go to war. Exactly. You can do all this exactly. crazy stuff. And if you want to live there, you're free to go. And when you're done doing that crazy stuff, you're free yeah. to come back. But you don't bring any of that with you. Yeah, exactly. That would keep be, it over there. And if you you know you're you're a pacifist, you're a hippie, mm. you want to just be right. over here. You go over, over that side of the quadrant. <laughs> and that's all you're gonna do is pick right. flowers and dance and play <laughs> guitars. And that's like totally cool. That's great. And then I might for, be over there. Right? I probably would <laughs> do a little like both. <laughs> like, I would start some wars and then go, you know, strum it's, some guitars. Like, it'd be perfect. So right? funny. But no, I feel you. Send it's all like a theme restaurant. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what it feels like. Exactly. Like a really bad, like, you know, how much flair do you have? Well, like, what I, what, you know what's funny is I've, I've been sitting here, you know, as a quote unquote, you know, professional. I'm, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm 28, you know, so I'm not a professional anything. I'm a professional idiot. <laughs> I think that's how we all feel. It's like we're waiting for someone to pop the bubble. Like, right. dude. Anyways, that's a, that's a conversation for a different day. Um, and I'm like, these guys have to be smarter than this. Like, when I see them fight about, oh, Mr. Senator, I cannot believe. That. It's like, dude, relax. Like, you watch like Bernie Sanders and like uh, Ted McConnell at it, or, or yeah. Mitch McConnell, whatever his name is, uh, Ted Cruz and Mitch McConnell, and all of them were just like tweet at each other and say these like mean things i was like is this, is this you guys are like 50 60 year old white guys I, <laughs> like i'd rather just put them in a ring and like let them duke it out you all politics I, should be like idiocracy yes when yes. they it was yes. like the world War, <laughs> yes. the world wrestling federation because yes. that's all it is I, it's, it's, <laughs> you know it's sad that that's our point of reference that we're that's, that's what it is. Just have, uh, what's his name? The, uh, you know, big black dude with that was president in idiocracy. Yes. <laughs> just have him take, you know, have him oh, the sleeveless so right. suit and with the guns so and right. stuff. And it's like that. It's, we're it's like, a, we're, we're like a couple steps away from that. We are. Buildings I mean, tied together so they don't topple. Exactly. Like the, the, the trash avalanche of whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I definitely. If you guys yeah. have not seen Idiocracy, oh, go it's a watch must. it. And the, the truth is now, must. with today's society, oh, God. It's, it's even more important to watch. So it's scarier. It, it's, it's really, in the beginning, it was like, oh, this is funny. This is and funny. then it's like, wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. is this happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it does. It feels very much like that. <laughs> like I told funny. you, I have, I have this sick and twisted thing with Facebook comment sections. <laughs> I, I know that it's gonna. I know I'm gonna get mad. Okay. I know I'm gonna be frustrated. <laughs> I know that I'm gonna be like, "Are you serious?" And without fail, I see some controversial posts. I'm like, I don't even read the article. I'm like, "Ooh, comments." And it's just, <laughs> it's like it's like world. Ra- it's not even. It's not even. You know what the truth is? With, with politicians, at the very least, if they were wrestling one another, right. you would think the end of this wrestling match will be policy. 
<laughs> so at least something comes out of it. Right. But when it's a Facebook comment, it's like there's nothing will be gained <sighs> from you guys. You're a effing blah, blah, blah. Where did you get your degree? And they go on people's posts and they like, they like save their, their like picture. This is your wife? No wonder you're so mad about climate change. Your wife's a log. I'm like, whoa. This is so left field. So I believe that we should all just wrestle each other. I do too. I do. I honestly, because it's. <laughs> Get back to basics. Well, it's like cavemen, but with like you know smartphones. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. Like but that's, the technology that's not, has evolved, but that's the human not, is not. That's not untrue. <laughs> I know. When we talk yeah. about evolution, it's like yeah. we we love oh humans are the apex of yeah, but we still have like a two hundred thousand year oh old my brain. God. Our brain's old, man. Uh, it's yeah, reptilian still. Yeah, it wants it really to do like old raw. people. Yeah, like. <laughs> that's why it's like you know what? Why don't you put in the environment that's that's reflective? Just definitely put them in the, right. uh, the octagon. Just throw just, them in there. That would actually be more, in, you know, interesting to watch. Especially if it was voluntary. Right. Let's do good at. Like, you get to a point where you're like, Twitter, we're stopping. It's like, all right, I'm throwing yeah. down the gauntlet. Let's go. Let's we, do this. We can't figure out, you know, your your case settlement. Great, man. Take that to the ring. Right. <laughs> right. May the best Why man not? win. Yeah. And, and, I don't know, fight with robots. Do whatever you have to do. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's almost, it's yeah. like, give the cavemen their meat. Yeah, yeah. Give yeah, them their gloves. Yeah, don't yeah. don't try to evolve them. I mean, I know that's like half of our job is like right, trying to evolve people's mentalities. But I general. think this is why we're saying what we're saying because our job is that, and so therefore you know who is able to evolve. And, and who some is folks not. just won't. Yeah, they refuse to. I mean, in, in, in it's oops, I'm getting so hyped and spilling coffee. <laughs> coffee. Oh, oh, I'm turning into my own caveman exactly. <laughs> but it's just it's it's craziness. Like this 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 you know. I love evolutionary psychology. I think of, of all the fields that we can't prove, it's the most interesting. Right. It's right. very hard to prove it. I mean, it's because we we have to go off what? You know, cranium size when we find some oh, old yeah. thing. Very difficult for us to really mm -hmm. know. And then and then a lot of it has to do with us reading um, <clears throat> the, what we were writing then and seeing yeah. how our writing style mm -hmm. is different from now. So psycholinguistics and all that kind of good stuff. I understand that there is some legitimate veracity to it, but it's very difficult mm -hmm. for us to, to know details. But it's fascinating. Because you do say to yourself, man, we were some monkeys. Yeah. We were hanging out in a forest like our nearest neighbor, the chimps. Yeah. And I know you guys don't like to hear that, but guess what? Our nearest neighbor is, are the, the chimps. chimps. Yeah, we true. share, what, 98% of our DNA something with like them? That, yeah. Something outlandish. Um, and then, you know, one chimp, because of natural selection, those of yeah. you that are familiar with evolutionary, mm -hmm. I hate how this thing broke and fell off my desk. Oh, no. And so it's crooked and it's driving me nuts. Anyways. Um, <laughs> But, but yeah, it's driving me nuts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, you know, one one or a couple of, of venturesome apes decide to start leaving yeah. the forest, and they find food, mm -hmm. and maybe a, a whole tribe starts to go out, or a family, and now we start to have what are our earliest ancestors? You know, four million years ago, mm -hmm. and you know, even when you get to, to evolutionarily modern humans, two hundred thousand years ago, we're not that advanced you know what i'm saying yeah. like in terms of in terms we of, think of, we are, of, of computations yeah yes the things that our brains are capable of doing and are amazing and what we're able to do out here you know like the right. technology but internally and that's why we're still out here you know that's why the selfies and that's why these sort of like one-dimensional view to things exactly and that's why people have a hard time grasping multiple view of things right that's why i'm still like i mean honestly i'm, I'm such a broken record when it comes to my sessions about like you're entitled to your thoughts and your perceptions. You're entitled to your thoughts and perception. All five of us in the room are entitled to our thoughts and perceptions, and we're all correct. And so that's kind of like, it puts it in perspective that like, 
all of us as human beings have this internal sense of it's it's our compass it's our view of things and so i can't argue with someone going no you don't feel that way no you don't perceive it that way like you know that would be stupid number one right you'd have to be like okay that's how you view it thank you for that view of things this is how they view it and you have to always see the intersecting point and so for like you know with couples in particular when i'm adjusting both there's a sense of adjustment to two ways like for example one couple let's just say they're so focused on work but then the personal life trails off so they need to kind of sh you know focus more investment in their personal life versus the other person who's so invested in the personal life. let's talk about a relationship and neglects like more self-sufficiency for themselves like developing their own business or their own you know um their own stuff for themselves and so it's it's interesting to have to fine tune people individually but also in a couple form and then you know in a larger form like within the family structure of things mm -hmm. and so when people just when they walk through there it's like the aha moment always when they finally get what i'm saying about no you're both correct in your feelings and you're both correct in your perceptions and it's like oh okay i get it so if we both have the sense of internalization of this is real for me then that's what it is it, it is real for that person See, I was I was meditating on this last night. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The eyeball. Okay. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna relate back to okay. what you just said. Mm -hmm. The eye. So we love thinking about eyes as if they're, you know, some sort of wizard, wizardry. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, right. 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 Uh, magical wizardry. Whoever the great creator was, you know, look at the beauty of the eye. I was watching, I watched The Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah, yeah, Love yeah. that That's show on show. Netflix. Yeah. Love it. I just love Neil, Ty, Uncle Neil is what I call him. He's my guy. <laughs> like, I, I love science, popular. Um, um, anybody who promotes science, yeah. I enjoy. Um, him and Bill Nye being best friends. Oh, just yeah. Makes it that much just, better. Because yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah. loves Bill Nye. Right. Anyways, he talks about how the eye evolved. And he says, you know, um, in the early four and a half billion years ago mm -hmm. when life on this earth begins, um, <clears throat> You have single-cell organisms that combine to create the earliest uh, multi-cell organisms, you know, from prokaryotes to eukaryotes. Mm -hmm. And then cells begin to uh, specialize. Right. right. So they right. begin to, to come, come together mm -hmm. over very long periods of time. Okay. <laughs> this is it's hard for people to wrap that. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of generations. Right. Millions oh, of yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. This thing, one yeah. thing is taking place even though it's one thing across a number of different structures on this body, but mm -hmm. right now we're focusing on the eye. The earliest eyes, mm -hmm. we see them in fish, in certain, um, certain uh, older, evolutionarily old mm -hmm. fish that mm -hmm. are especially deep sea fish. All they have are, are photon receptors. So they know that there is a light source. Right. And, and no, we, yeah. I almost can't use that term. It's, there's like no intuitive, knowledge. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's instinctual. Yeah. It's an animal. Yep. So what yeah. it is, is what, what did the eye evolve for? It's, it became very, very attuned to our, the electromagnetic uh, um, spectrum, yeah. so light. Mm -hmm. But the earliest organisms didn't see things like how you and I see things. Right. What they saw were blobs and shadows. Mm -hmm. But that helped them because if right. it's a very large shadow, it's probably a predator. Right. If it's a smaller shadow, it's probably something to eat. Right. And then you see a small shadow mm -hmm. and it bites. So we wonder why wild animals will bite anything. Right. So oftentimes it's because that's mm -hmm. how the, that's how their their, their their nervous system right. is set up. They don't. It's not. They're mm -hmm. not thinking about you or seal or blah blah blah. It's this thing fits right. an archetype I have up here yep. that says your food or <clears throat> yep. you are triggering a. a, a it's a food basic response. equation. Yeah, absolutely. So when we fast forward into today's world of people having different perspectives and these, I have to go back to the eye. I say the eye may be a 
wondrously constructed machine, but it still does one very simple thing. Mm -hmm. It signals right. things that are bouncing light off mm -hmm. so that you and I can see them. Right. There's no, you don't need to, 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 to make it moral or unmoral mm -hmm. or, you know, or what do we need to be seeing? No, 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 no. Your eyeballs right. mm -hmm. are for seeing things. Right, absolutely. The amygdala mm -hmm. is for triggering very fast responses, right? Right. right. Fight or flight, all kind of stuff. Emotionality, emotionality, mm -hmm. amygdala, yep. amygdalary responses kick in, mm -hmm. right? Frontal, um, uh, frontal lobe function mm -hmm. we talk about extensively because executive function is kind of the hallmark the, of humanity. Yeah, absolutely. Right? The difference between between us and, 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 and pretty much yep. any other animal. Much. But the same thing. These are mm -hmm. structures yep. that are have evolved to mm -hmm. this point to help us do these things. So for me, when we start to order what's right or wrong, because you're saying you're yeah. sitting in a session, I've seen it my way, I see it this mm -hmm. way. I'm like, the first question anyone should know, or should ask themselves is, mm -hmm. what do I think I know? Always. Right. What do I think I know? Right. And then right. how do I know it? Well, I've had people like in, intrinsically feel, like there was a conversation I had um, with one of my um, lovely uh, doctoral students who are all, and all of them are lovely and, and brilliant in their own right. And there's only a few people, literally, I wouldn't even say few, a couple people, literally two people I can <laughs> say, yeah, <laughs> of course, and Mika is the other one, um, where the, the reports are solid. So I don't use that word lightly. And I do, I am actually very aware about the words that I do use. Yeah. So, because it matters, it matters in a big way. And this person got it in their head that their re reports were solid. And I had to go back and explain to them, like, no, 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 you're getting better. <laughs> right. You're getting better is right. different than they're solid. Right. And so the, what happens is, you know, the inflated sense of, of self, like I got this and da, da, and this happens to people all the time. This oh, happens yeah. to humans all the yeah. time. I am capturing this sort of the essence, the words of the person. And then what I do, like it filters through the emotional aspect of things and it colors it the way I want it to be, whether on the negative side of things. So if I say to you, oh, you look cute. And this actually happened to one of my patients where they got a compliment. You look cute. And that person took it as you think I'm stupid. Yeah, I remember you actually I actually real, referenced that. That's one of them. Yeah, that was that was a real situation, and that happens a lot more than what people realize. This person just happens to be very aware because she was the one who was like, I, I recognized myself when I was gone. I was given a compliment that my re response to that compliment was negativistic, and so there's this sort of internalization of insight, which was you know. Mm -hmm. Sorry, uh, you're getting. I see people that are joining. Oh, is that? Yeah, I'm like, ooh. ADD. Yeah. ADD, you and me. That, I'm still, I, I still trip off that story. Yeah, no, and that's why it's, it's such a, a reflection because this person, actually, this person got passed through multiple therapists of because um, they were insistent they were borderline, and therapists like, no. One therapist like, well, I'm going on vacation. I don't know when I'm coming back. Like they were so wow. afraid of her. She's brilliant, and and but this interesting thing, this person was actually an exotic dancer. Mm -hmm. completely brilliant like they were in the legal Many field yeah and and that's what it is it's like they were top tier and so they elevated themselves within a ranking but also the self-esteem wasn't where it needed to be right. so it makes sense as far as like having this sort of delusional aspect of things and so you know taking information pulling it apart putting it back together and internalizing it how you want to see it so the idea of seeing and that's why i think it's so interesting like People who, t who are constantly selfing themselves and the image they put on there, it's either very extreme. No one puts a mediocre image of themselves. Mm -hmm. It's either really dolled up or whatever, mm -hmm. something important, or look at this injury or some sort of like, mm -hmm. it's like th these polarities mm -hmm. of view. 
the reality is where we live is in the middle. That's mm -hmm. where we should be. Mm -hmm. And so if you're constantly living on, on polar ends, you become that. You bounce between the two. So you become destabilized. Mm -hmm. So it kind of reinforces an unfortunate system. And people don't realize that no one will want, in their mind, no one wants to hear like, oh, I'm just like casual today. You know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, today I'm average. No, no one right. really puts that out there. Right. Like this is who I really am on the day to day. No, I need to kind of inflate myself and, and bring myself into light. And it, it swims inside their head and they start believing it. And then they start acting upon it. And then you fall into a couple categories where when people challenge you on it, it's like, wait a minute, which I always do. It's like, wait a minute, especially with this intern. It's like, I'm glad you think you're solid, but you're not. You're getting better. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so, which, and is which is interesting because I actually had to be, had to be repetitive. You're getting better. It's not solid. I said, did you read my tracking? Because I always track all the reports so they see all the commentary and the changes. And in their mind, yeah, I, you know, but I can feel it. It's like, no, you skimmed it if you even opened it. And it's like people start kind of believing, you know, about themselves in different ways, whether negative, positive, et cetera. It's like, why aren't we looking at the reality? As soon as he heard the reality situation, the bubble popped, and he finally was grounded. And then actually afterwards, like, he sent me a text message saying, thank you for that. Like, I appreciate the push. Because it's like, really, the push is just to be pushed back down into the ground because he, and, and it's funny because another thought came into mind because part of the, the job of a psychologist or a therapist is to invoke an emotionality in the other person, meaning we need to establish a belief system within you. If you don't believe in yourself, we have to believe in you until you can believe in yourself. Right. Now, let's say you have a therapist who is delusional in nature, right? <clears throat> and so they have a belief system that is pulled apart and put back together, but in this, in this format. Because this person I'm talking about is a brilliant therapist. Uh, just naturally therapeutic so he's not like oh there's something wrong with this person or he's low level on any on any means you right, know what right, I mean? right, right. and so i'm wondering like how much do you invoke this sort of like you know qualia do quattro do you know like a shared delusional kind of disorder and i'm wondering how much of that becomes very intoxicating um and it's interesting because um you know i'm moving so i brought back all my phd stuff and reading through those uh some of my papers which is hilarious and how one of them, I was like, you know, just, rah, you know, like, un, you know, unabashed and just tearing. But the other, uh, I had one teacher in particular who got literally, like, sucked into one of my writings and started kind of, like, literally along the way was dissecting it for himself. And even some of the information, like, it was, um, it was a dream uh, paper about one of the dreams that I had. And I kind of pulled it apart and used, you know, hermeneutic approach and blah, blah, blah. I won't bore people about the details of it. But... At the end of the day, I'm looking at like, oh, you jumped in boots and all, and I'm like, no, I didn't have boots on because it was a it was a really pirate manifestation, and because I could feel like the sensory aspect of things being in the cold water, and that's an important element. Like, I can't have anything like in between. I need to be able to like have be hands on, and so. But he integrated himself into it, and he wrote all this commentary. My front, literally small print like that mm. big front page throughout the whole thing, and I could just see like. How easy, like, if, if somebody puts words out there, how easily we can be seduced into the moment mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, how easily I, you know, I literally <clears throat> inadvertently offended one of my teachers because I got a really bad grade on, on my uh, paper. But reading back, it's like, no, my paper was actually really good, made a lot of points. And, um, but I think it was just so, like, psh, psh, psh. I mean, my, my last kind of sentence was, like, this was palatable. 
I was, that was very arrogant of me. That's like, you know what I mean? And yeah. that was my statement. Like, da 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 da, Erickson, Piaget, and da da da. I was like, they lacked, you know, humanistic. I, I just went to town because part of the, the idea of that paper was to really fight between those sort of worlds. Mm -hmm. And I was giving my perspective. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I just found it really interesting, like, how those things could push or pull a person. Obviously, that, that paper pushed that professor way, way away from me. His, his comments was like, uh, it was like, Michelle, hi. Uh, it was <laughs> and I'm like, you know, when you're in the moment, you're just so ferocious in like my mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a storm in there. And I didn't realize the effect that could have. So as a student, you know, and I'm just, you're just putting words. You know what I mean? These are just words. Right. I just find it so fascinating how you can push and pull people with just that effect. And, yeah. and you know what? And, and if we're evolving into a negative form, meaning selfies or a few statements like we're kind of losing our ability to like have power over another person or situation or thing because we don't have the same sort of like understanding of the words everything becomes well that's right that, that is ex i mean almost verbatim well i guess i can't say verbatim but it is a, it is very similar to john paul baudrillard's mm -hmm. discussion of symbolism mm -hmm. and how he said that we're reaching a point and, and actually i, I made a mental note that I wanted to pick that book back up again, uh, mm -hmm. Simulacra, Simulacrum and Simulacra, or whatever. Might be vice versa. Um, <clears throat> he talks about how um, the, the precession of symbols mm -hmm. and how time go, as, as time has gone along, reality has been replaced by our symbols. Right. Our, our symbols. Mm -hmm. So, n n you know, what used to be that represented a microphone, yep. we would then, you know, maybe if we're writing to one another or maybe take a picture of it, but then the, pi yep. the picture of it becomes more indicative of the microphone in our minds right, than the microphone itself. Yep. Essentially is his argument. Yep. And, he, and, he, and he was a, uh, he was interested in mass communication. So of course, you know, he's fascinated by, you know, the, the surge of, of telecom in the seventies. Oh, yeah. He's like, dude, this is a weird world we're in. And yeah. you know, this is the uprise of like the, 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 the British invasion mm -hmm. where people were, you know, just sucking up this vapid, you know, kind of empty music and empty yeah. television programming. Um, and he was, just kind of like, kind of like where yeah. you are, where he's just like, dude, what is, what's going what's on? What's going on? Yeah. This, this yeah, is yeah. this is empty. Yeah. Um. It, uh, it's 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 int it's interesting, you know. From a, uh, I always call myself a psychology adjacent position mm -hmm. because <clears throat> I'm I'm still so ripe. I get to learn so much about mm -hmm. so many different fields. I I don't, you know, I me mean, I read a little bit of everything and try to understand what I can. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the most interesting parts for me when we're talking about like psychology in general is <clears throat> I don't think that the graduate programs and y you've done several, so you correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong. <clears throat> yep. They don't teach you how, how, how ideas and domains are supposed to work together. And you know, the interesting thing about that, like my assumed, cause I had a lot of, like as a young student, you know, a doctorate student as I was. I had these sort of like ideals about people. Like for example, I thought, oh good, I'm in a realm, literally in a realm where I can just speak with other philosophers. I mean, mm -hmm. a PhD is a, a doctorate in philosophy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, in my mind, it's like, oh, this is where I needed to be. This is where I can invoke that, that sort of presence of right. things. And what I find, like reading my papers, I understood because I understood the connections between things and I assume that person did. It's like this, it's, you know, if you're doing calculus, you don't have to explain what one plus one is. You know what I mean? It's like my assumption is like, and, and I found a lot of times the teachers wanted more information about things. And it's like, but don't you know this? 
And so that's my arrogance going like, okay, this seems, you know, and I think a lot of it is like, wow, this is really interesting. This is, I always got that, wow, interesting perspective, or I didn't see it this way, or da-da-da. So a lot of the, and then there's that sense of like, I want more. Right. So I, I, you know, interesting, you know, si- you know, whatever presentation, I want more of da-da-da-da-da. So I always felt like the people, my, my teachers, and I always kind of got like, well, don't you get it? Like the disconnect that you're sensing from me that I'm not filling in the gaps. It's like, why should I? Aren't you guys at this level? Like, aren't you? And again, at this level sounds really arrogant, but it's like when you're in that realm where it's like this is your understanding of the world around you, and then you're expecting your professors who are very well educated, who, ca- who came from Ivy League schools, who came from all over the place. And they're really, a lot of them were very brilliant. I'd say in my PhD program, a good 85% of my teachers were, were good. The rest of it were just, you know, filler, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a pretty good percentage in, mm-hmm. in my mind as far as, like, you know, what I felt like I took away from it. But with that even percentage, there was this expectation that I had of my professors. And I was pre- and so reading my papers, again, like in succession like that, I felt like, man, this is, this is what it is. People don't understand those, those connections in between. They need more information. It's like we got we to literally feed them each little piece, There's, you know, instead of leaping them into the future. You know what? I'll be honest. The truth is, from an academic standpoint, I do take the position of mm-hmm. your of your professors. Mm-hmm. The reason why is when you do, because I'm like you, I am like you, where I, I write with a lot of assumption right. that mm-hmm. you should know <laughs> you should know certain this. prerequisites in right. order to interface with this information that I'm trying to share. Um, but the the reason why I do in an academic setting mm-hmm. um, relate and probably relate more to the, to the professorial mm-hmm. uh, position is so many students make assumptions that are not grounded in reality. Oh, they're absolutely. Not grounded in, they're not grounded in <clears throat> a true, sure. you know, voracious, mm-hmm. I've done my research. Right. And so to assume that every student that writes, you know, that's writing to you has done that is always is obviously going to be bad on his or her part. If she, if she, if she just assumes, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Let's ju- jump into your paper. And the mm-hmm. kid is just talking about absolute nonsense. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also, <clears throat> that's what I was going to make the, the point earlier. You know, growing up, I was always taught that there was some semblance of a, like a, I don't, I hate using the word objective, but you know what I mean? Objective yeah. reality, this thing that was like out there right. somewhere. Yeah. And you could, you know, whether it was <clears throat> platonic reality or for us, it was, you know, sort of a Christological reality. Mm-hmm. As I got older and, and, and also this reality was immutable. In, in, in a sense, it was, it was God, you know what I'm saying? It was like, it was perfect. And so you, you're always trying to kind of get there. And right. the truth is, right. in a lot of ways, heaven is the ultimate reality for people. When they got to the goodness, right. it was Absolutely. perfection. It was, you know, everything that you mm-hmm. needed to do, everything's taken care of. And so I understood our, 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 our draw to it. Right. But growing up, it did, it bothered me. I was like, well, what am I supposed to do with this place? Right. Right. You know Absolutely. And one thing I've noticed about academia and research in specific is, for, you know, a- academia has only been around in real kicking for about 300 years, 350 maybe. I mean, Harvard was founded in 1634, but it was a seminary. So it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to look like the schools we see today. Um, but the, tr- the traditional, like, I'm preparing you for a job really mm-hmm. is like a 150-year-old thing. It's, yeah. not, it's relatively new. And so <clears throat> when you would go and do research, you know, you were, you were learning about your field. Right. But what I started to realize as I got older is I said, 
psychologists and sociologists study the same thing, mm-hmm. which really frustrates yeah. me because you go and yeah. you read. Because I right. actually looked it up. I said, what is the difference between sociology and so- I, I right. know my internal answer. Right. But what is, what is the what do professionals that are in these fields say? Right. And one said psychologists study the individual behavior and social and sociologists study the societal behavior. Right. And then if, if you if you know your shit you realize that there are five different jobs in between theirs that are graded. So in between in between a psychologist and a sociologist, you'll have a social psychologist, an anthropologist, a cultural yep. ethnographer, <coughs> a so and so and so and so. And I go, Absolutely. okay, well, where, where, where do those things delineate? Right. And wh- where are those right. clear-cut lines? And then in there, you might have an economist, you might have a political scientist, yeah. you might have a yeah. uh, classicist, you might have mm-hmm. all these things, philosophers, of right. course. And I was like, oh, we're all studying the same thing. Right, it's a different view. Mm -hmm. It's a a different lens. But the truth is, if nobody is going in there and being transdisciplinary, being Mm -hmm. interdisciplinary, then all we have are are far-flung fields. When you Mm -hmm. read like behavioral economics right now, which is where psychology, uh, the psychology of Mm decision-making and economic choice work together, you'll see over and over again, Behavioral economics doesn't have a centralized theory. It doesn't have centri- what they're saying is it's not connected. Right. I don't know what to do right. with this information. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you know we 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 uh, losses hurt more than gains. That's right. that's that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. But what does that actually mean for like building a model? Well, it's interesting you say that because you know I get reports and I won't mention which uh, larger institution <laughs> their reports and they love collecting the data. They're great about data collection, but when you look at the recommendations, they're just not even existent at times. So they're like, oh, we love this, and this is what it is. And it's like, it's almost like taking your car to the mechanic and being like, all right, what's going on? Oh, it's your engine. Okay, Okay, now what? I don't know. I'm just telling you it's your engine. Well, how do we fix that? I don't know. It's your engine. It's kind of that sort of you hit the wall on that taking this wonderful data, but they go, we don't know what that, like, how do we fix that or, or use that or... You know, again, it's, they're just more curious about the, the, you know, the situation. Even with certain projects where I've talked to people, again, large dinosaur, you know, well-established institutions, one person told me, like, we're not actually invested in it, like, having utility for the people. We just want to see if we can do it. And it's like, well, wait a minute. With the intent of trying to help society or an individual, isn't that where, I mean, where research should kind of, like, lead to? But... Right. And I you mean, ask the question, mm-hmm. why is there always such a, an apparent gap between yep. the ivory tower of yeah. academia and the in the world? Is that? Yeah, absolutely. There, there, there's, and you know what? Again, again, I understand that statement. I understand it intuitively. I don't actually care about translate translating that into something society can use. Right. We just want to know it. Right. Which is fine. And act, and research should do things that take them outside of what's absolutely well understood as you know a societal paradigm. But, but. That doesn't mean that you completely discard the social good, that you need to be doing something that is tethered back to, you know, what people actually need to do in the here and now. Um, But isn't that the part of like the ideology, like you're supposed to look at the stuff, make sure this is what the stuff it it is. It's like, am I looking at air? Okay, it is air. We got it. Then taking that and said, oh, let's give air to humans and let them breathe. It's like there's no, you know, connection of, what we have as far as knowledge to make it useful for us, at least in, in the medical field, you know, in this realm of things, there's that disconnect like you're talking about. Academia is good with this stuff and clinic is good with this stuff. And there's no sort of like in-between in connection, between. you know, to make sure because it would be really nice for clinicians to talk to the researchers and go, hey, guys, this is what we need. 
and then let the research go, okay, got it. Well, well, that does happen, but it happens at, you know, APA or at SIOP where there's some other yeah. intermediary. Well, the, politi the politics, politics of things. Yes, there's some yeah. political agenda oh, behind it. There's no like organic yeah. conversations. You know, the, the, the most thing, mm -hmm. what's that Griggs and Grigsby, whatever book, oh, yeah. Neurodynamics of Personality, that's about yeah. the closest thing I've seen between like academic sector mm -hmm. and private sector right. coming together to create something. And I know that happens a lot with books. But again, a book is a static thing. I mean, you're well, going to write it and it, it's going to sit there. Well, there it is. <laughs> it's going to write it and it's going to sit there. You're going to collect the data and it's going to sit there. And it's like, I think that's the most frustrating thing for me. It's like, you know, they'd be better off giving clinicians, you know, seed money to start practice. Because, like, the, as an example. I think the problem is clinicians as, as a whole, mm -hmm. you all don't agree with one another about what to do in most, like, interventions. I mean... I, I'm not gonna lie. I am mm -hmm. fascinated by the whole dueling doc phenomenon. I think right. that's one of the most mm -hmm. weird, you know, kind of sick things mm -hmm. that is a part, you know, of, of the business. So a dueling doc, you know, when when Dr. Conover is called in to, to do an assessment, especially on a workers' compensation case or a, a, um, a QME, mm -hmm. there will oftentimes be an opposing doctor that's also doing stuff on the same patient and they basically have to argue <laughs> throughout depositions yeah. and, and, and you know in ongoing conversations yeah. over emails and i find that to be a fascinating phenomenon because at the end of the day i understand the importance of competition for markets right it's important right to to be able to you know you write a report and in order for you to not have a hegemony or a monopoly you know somebody else has to write, get their eyes on the on the patient as well and say mm -hmm. their opinion sure. that's fine yeah but the, the phenomenon of dueling doctors, it's not, it's not just, yeah. it's not just, okay, I, I disagree with you. You guys can get downright nasty. Oh yeah. I've seen things like that, but it, and it is more so in personal injury kind of forensic, you know, setting versus like, a I don't care comp, where it is. It's just the, the, the phenomenon of, of dueling doctors mm -hmm. in, in, especially when, when at the end of the day you say, what's the end result is a, mm -hmm. is a patient's livelihood. That's what is fascinating well, to me. And you know what? And, and I'm always I'm always going to be the person f for the people. It is not, you know, if you hire me as a defense doc, I, I'm not going to sway my data to appease you. And, you know, again, there's colorful terms for people whose, you know, mentality or reports sway into the direction of where they're hired. And so I would never be somebody that is, you know, can be hired for an, an opinion that they want rendered. Right. You know what I mean? Because... I am more invested in the individual, and I don't care which side hires me, to be honest. I don't care because I do the same evaluation, and I put the data out there because I'm more curious about the truth because the truth is what's going to help that individual at the end of the day. Um, and even when attorneys want to argue with me about, like, oh, da 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 and it's like, well, no, it's actually this. Don't you want to – to me, it's like, don't you want to know the truth of the situation? Don't you – aren't you invested See, think, in that part of it? But I think therein lies, therein lies the, the trick of um, – of being a human is we don't know what the truth is and i think i mean i, I and i know and i'm not trying to pretend like mm -hmm. I, I know i know how to do your job but i think the problem is i if i am a, a lawyer or i'm a ceo of mm -hmm. a company and i put two psychologists in a room and i say okay and let's say both of you guys were, were absolutely neutral you were doing your thing like yeah. it, we, they weren't a compromised doctor you're not a compromised doctor right. and i ask you two to do your reports and mm -hmm. you don't come up with the same result right as as a, as an as an impartial, like I don't care which one of you mm -hmm. are right. I just need to know who it is. I right. would prefer this guy to be right because then you know, if you're if you're on behalf of the of the patient, I, I would assume that your report's going to be like, uh, she's going to be looking for some certain things, mm -hmm. um, you know, that may cost me more money. So yeah, I have a vested interest in the cheaper report being. Sure. But I don't know which one is the cheaper report. Right. I don't know anything about this work. 
Right. I think that's what frustrates business people and pol politicians, and I'm never one to defend either one of those groups. Mm -hmm. But that's that's ultimately the issue is that there there is a there is a fundamental gap in how we treat the term truth. We use it willy-nilly that this is the truth. And it's like, no, it's not. I don't know what the truth is because you two don't agree and you are the two experts. I don't know which one of you is true. If I put two yeah. lawyers in here, mm -hmm. I get the same thing. Two accountants. Oh, how, yeah. What's the better accounting process? Accrual basis or cash basis? One guy says, you know, Jim says cash. You say accrual. I'm like, I don't know. I just want one of you guys to do it. Well, yeah, absolutely. And then one of them does it, and let's yeah. say six months online doesn't work, and they go, "See, I told you that you didn't need it." And now right. I'm like, "Okay, fine. Right. I don't really care. I'm, I'm, I'm invested in what I think is the truth. I think what happens is people that don't have time or money to mm -hmm. sit around and ponder, you know, philosophical quandaries. We go, dude, I don't care. I just want to get to something that's going to bring me the benefit or the utility that I'm looking for. Truth is such a, it's an abused term, like. I, I listen. Oh, yeah. I, I think I think I hear in your office, out of your patient's voice, because especially when I get a you know, big booming voices, yeah. the truth of the matter, the reality of the matter. I'm like, the truth of the matter is you don't know. Like I wish people would just say well, that. Like I don't know what the truth of the matter is, but I know what my truth of this you know interpretation is. I know what I I'm taking from it, and then from there, you receive continued feedback, and you go, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I still don't agree with the action you're suggesting, but I understand why it's being suggested. I think that's about the only rational way that people can approach multiple truths, you know, kind of having to coexist is when you say the truth of the matter, I, I hear it and I cringe and I'm like, the truth of the matter is you're in a psych office. So well, there's already going to be distortions, like just, oh, just, sure. just based off the fact that you're here. For there sure. There is no truth of this matter here. Well, there's also, you know, people coming for validation and they get really upset when I'm like, well, you know what? I'm, this is this is the you know the situation this is what i'm seeing like even but it happened this is so normal and human it happens all the time we were uh, on our way to riverside yesterday for uh eval uh, an ame eval and um there's some traffic we got a little backed up and i like it was encroaching on nine mm -hmm. um, when we needed to be there. We were 10, 15 minutes late. And so I had my, my assistant call the office and say, you know, please let, let them know we're going to be late. We're late. And, you know, the assistant called and said, oh, we might be late. I said, no, we're late. <laughs> like I had to, like three times I said, tell them we are late. We will be there within 15 minutes. And it's like, we might be late. No, no, no. If, if we're not in the lobby at this time, right, we're then late. therefore we are late. Like the equation to me is very simple. This person also had a, a little bit of a struggle about like, you know, the word maybe. And they're going to chuckle about it if they're listening. The word maybe to them is an automatic. And this, again, very human, very normal. Um, maybe means no. Mm -hmm. So it's not maybe doesn't actually mean maybe like, hey, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm I, I need to, you know, get more information, you know, before I could render a decision. It's, you know, the reality is they're, they're putting the person off because they want to say no. Because at the end of the day, for certain people, maybe does, you know, mean no, or we'll see, or those sort of commentary right, where right. it gives Non-committal. Non-committal, but it's like, I'd rather the person, and I, I talked to them about this yesterday, it's like, instead of saying maybe, just say no. Because that is actually your truth. And again, you're, you're right, working multiple truths because everyone's truth is real to them. Everyone's truth. So when that when you hear the, the reality is, or this is you know how it is, and it, it blankets everything, because that's, that's that person's world. They are the center of their own universe, mm -hmm. and they're walking into people's worlds mm -hmm. with the idea that they're still the center. Right. They don't understand, like, oh, once we're having this sort of communication, now we're equal. Binaries. Now, now, yeah, now we're just kind of like, okay, sharing these ideas. 
and even with certain people where it's like I give them a litmus test for certain things like for example I had a patient recently had a DUI and they swear up and down they don't have a drinking problem da, 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 although one of the stipulations for having a problem with with alcohol is getting into uh, legal trouble and so i was like okay <laughs> laughing at i know I, I know but it's but it's, it's just like wow man but this is where it's like there's a sense of delusion because they're trapped in a mentality of belief that they've constructed over time x amount of years etc cetera, etc cetera. and so now it's like all i said was let's do the litmus test then the reality is then only drink with just your friend don't drink alone and because they wanted to designate certain like days i'm only going to drink on monday tuesday wednesday it's like well don't do that because then you're setting like a pattern so even if you don't want to you end up yeah, doing it be because blacked it's like, out on Monday. Yeah, so it's so it's like no 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 just uh, you know if you're saying i'm you know i only do this socially okay well, let's walk the walk so right. if you're with and they're like well i don't always drink when i'm with friends that's brilliant even better because you don't necessarily want to establish any pattern that always right. with friends i'm drinking so that's actually a better healthier situation to look at and the struggle the push and pull was i was letting them know look if you're drinking alone that's a problem bottom line that's what's happening and i said well why don't you just stop drinking alone and they really was struggling and tossing and they really but everybody and so they go, they default to this person can do it that person i'm like Oh, that, God, that's such a one-dimensional thing. When people get evolved, they stop comparing themselves to others. They start comparing themselves to themselves. That's the only person you can compare yourself to. Well, absolutely. But it's just interesting. It's like, it's hiding. It's it's deflecting. It's avoidance. Like, well, but so-and-so can't. It's like, well, you're not so-and-so. You're not them, and they're not you. You know, but we're holding on to this sort of mentality of like, well, I, you know, because they're doing it, I want to do it too. And it's like we've lost our sense of being individuals. Never had it. Never had it to begin with. But it's, you know, we're set up to have our own sense of identity. We're set up mm -hmm. to, to that, and this is why a lot of times, you know, kids feel like my parents don't get me. Because at, at the end of the day, the parents don't understand their own children because no. they've invoked their own mentality into the child. The child starts struggling with that because they're supposed to sever the cord and be their own person. You don't want to replicate mentality. You want mentality to shift and shift and shift. That's what helps evolution. Yeah, it's shift in a positive direction. In, or what, what you, in, in the, the best hope of. That you could, yeah, the best the that you of, could right? understand positive But direction. that's what happens. And so, so people are so invested of like, and I think we've made this comment before. It's like, well, you know, we want you to be a free thinker and we want you to go out there in the world and do these things. And then as soon as you want to do that, it's like, well, you can't do that. Well, I was watching, uh, what was I watching last? Okay, so I watched Octonauts with blaze oh little, yeah little yeah i know yeah, of course i got yeah. a little one myself so i know and and <laughs> he uh captain barnacles yes. tells them everything <laughs> right octonauts right. to the hq right. octonauts yeah. or quasi sound the <laughs> octo alert right yeah and i thought about that statement yeah and i said captain barnacles obviously he's supposed to be right. representative of a, like an army guy yeah, right? yeah yeah and if he tells them every single move to make right Every single move that right. they need to make. I right. think that's what parents want their kids to do. Mm -hmm. But then it's almost like the army guys going to the psychologist saying, how do we get our infantrymen to think for they themselves? Oh, God. All Dad. they know is that they've been, yep. they had the shit beat out of them for six weeks. To not think for themselves. Not think for and themselves. Be, yeah. And now they're continually trained to, you don't do anything until you're, you're told. told you hit the mm -hmm. phalanx, you stand in this position, and you're at blah, blah, blah. And, you're at, and then, then you go on my signal. Yeah. 
Exactly. But you expect them to think for themselves? No, they're waiting for the signals. Right. There, there is an additional level of processing that they're conditioned Absol to do. Absolutely. So Wall Street traders, yeah, we're they're used. I said, I'm gonna say we, they're used mm -hmm. to not having anybody that they really answer to. Yeah. You answer to the money. Right. Go get right. the money. It doesn't right. matter what you have to do. Go get it. They have a very clear operational yeah. goal, and they have almost complete autonomy to go mm -hmm. do that. You know, especially you know at higher levels. I mean, there were stories of when you would you would start at Goldman Sachs in the two thousands, man. You would you would walk in and get a mm -hmm. fifty million dollar, like, account. Good luck. Wow. Don't lose any money. Wow. Now it's a little different. Yeah. But yeah, if you were a hot shot, yeah, here's a hundred million dollar pot. Go make some money. Did okay. you make some money today? Yeah. Or did you lose money? Because if yeah. you lost money, you're out. Yeah. It, it, and so Wall Street traders don't have to go. Well, should I execute the trade? And then there's some guy yeah. like, yes, execute the trade. Right. Like that doesn't yeah. happen there. They right. they they they're, they're they're trained to spot patterns mm -hmm. and act on the pattern. Right. And be able to defend why they acted on the pattern. Well, right. I saw this thing rise and that thing fall, so I decided to short that one and long that one. Absolutely. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand the logic behind that. I don't agree with it, and you're fired. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it's 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 not. You, you wouldn't need all these levels of processing. I guess was my statement. Um, but it's I, I don't know the, the whole. I think for me, what I've learned in the last I don't know maybe five or six months is <clears throat> that I've I've really approached humaning and humans humaning wrong. I I still approached it with a level of, of mystique. I did yeah. because that's how you know that's how I've always learned about people mm -hmm. is that there was something inherently special about us. And all you have to do is think and read a lot, yeah, and and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and educate yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have a formal degree to to educate yourself. Uh, for those that wonder if they should go back to school, you don't have mm -hmm. to go back to school, but you should always be learning. That's true. Um, it, human beings, not to be rude, you know, Daniel Dennett calls our mind the benign of the benign user illusion, <laughs> and I agree with him. Yeah. It, 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 a lot of this is kind of trivial. Um, it's it's not. Oh, humans just do these fundamentally different things. No, guys, we're animals. We have very sophisticated machine. I mean, yeah. highly sophisticated machinery. The, arguably, the most sophisticated machinery in the known universe. Right. Uh, in our known universe, but that doesn't mean there's not something out there, you know, bigger and badder than we are. Uh, we just haven't found it or it hasn't found us or we don't want to find each other. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, human beings do need to have an update of mentality uh, because we now have the power to do so. Right. We have the power to actively intervene with our evolution and speed it up yeah. and slow it down. Uh, but I honestly believe, and this is, this is my true hearted belief, that this level of biological evolution will give way to mechanical artificial intelligence oh for sure and i think artificial intelligence for will sure. eventually if not completely make bi biology um mm -hmm. uh obsolete right. but it will certainly we will hybridize and we'll be oh, cyborgs sure. and all kind of stuff you know yeah. for, for, for we, like we would, we would elect to be cyborg mm -hmm. not that we would have an injury no. and then we would have to be right. i think there's a sense of election well, to be intelligence that. imagine yeah. being able to do a million computations in a second sure. i mean all the things you know you want to be able to jump higher but you know yeah. we're, we're going to see these things mm -hmm. Over the course probably of five, six thousand, ten thousand years, if we're, we haven't killed ourselves by then, um, we're going to see these things happen. Why? Because biology has given us this brain to do really awesome things, but this brain is not going to catch up fast enough. It just won't. <laughs> I'm it, sorry. It's, yeah. It will not it's catch up very true. across seven and a half billion people. We have cultures that still, you know, believe in in, in craziness. You know, right. killing killing homosexuals and killing transsexuals yeah. and not yeah, letting yeah. women. We're slow. Yeah. And so we have, if we're going to jumpstart ourselves and mm -hmm. get ourselves into this sort of like final frontier or next right. frontier, um, I don't think it can be done biologically. And yeah. it, can't, it can't be done without 
active intervention because we're going to destroy ourselves. Oh, no, that's I, I think that's a predictable point. I think yeah. we're leading into that. That's why I was like, oh, you know, I can feel I can feel the stuff that's happening. The, the, it's, it's bubbling underneath. And, yeah. I, and I don't like, like again, I, I stay away from politics as far as like I don't I see the headlines of things and the headlines are very sensational and, right. and sort of driven into a direction to invoke sort of this Agreed. sort of aggressive paranoid anxious response but then you get to know journalists and that's exactly who they are as people oh exactly and so that's where it is that there's a sense of like ah, you know gotta yeah. you know and literally they, they do want to make the waves they want yes. to, if well, that's how their careers advance they're invested in it and then what happens is when there's people who humans who see things in one dimensional view then they're going to just be reactionary versus going oh this is a bunch of bullshit they just right. want a response out of me right People don't think in that way to go, oh, oh, what's the purpose behind this? So they're kind of just stuck with the label in front of their eyes. Oh, my God. This Donald is what's Trump, happening. Uh, President he, Obama is, is truly a Muslim? Right. No. No. <laughs> no. But this is where it's like, well, y you have to almost be like, come on, guys. This is this is ridiculous. I would so love for so all of us think. to go, come on, guys. This is ridiculous. So you think. Yeah. But what do you get? I know. You get what we have today. Anyways, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, we will probably try to make up for next week's episode on a different part of the uh, week. Yeah. Uh, we do our, our, um, our company-wide supervision on Friday mornings every, what, five or six weeks. Yeah, so like that, that one's coming up. So we'll find a slot next week to, to jump in. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for your Thank support. Thank you. Uh, we're we're uh, up to a shade under 20,000 views or listens on SoundCloud. Uh, as you guys know, we just created the Brain Mechanics Community. So that is a uh, online subscription. It ranges from five bucks all the way on through um, $100, depending on how invested you are in getting services, not services, but just general support systems. Uh, you can go on the website. It's www.conoverbrown.com backslash become dash a dash member. Breaks down each membership. Uh, you get really cool access to us, uh, to Dr. Conover, to Maurice, uh, and some of the other folks that we have uh, traipsing around here. So please give that thing a look so that we can keep brain mechanics free and pristine of institutional yes, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, you know, politics. So with that said, I'm Bryce people. Brown. I'm Dr. Conover. And we are the Brain Mechanics. Thank you so much. Have a Thank great you. weekend. We'll see you next week. Right on. All right. Move your okay. I have no idea, so I better go next door. <laughs> right on. I'll be walking in his house. M mystery, mystery client. Oh, so good. I need the brain mechanics back. Right on. <laughs>